one, no one, nothing, no one, no one is greater than our God. And we worship him today and we honor him. We give him the glory, the honor, and the praise. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. We are here today to, to worship the Lord and, and, and just bow down before his presence in, in hopes and in knowing, not only hoping, but knowing that God is going to minister, has already started ministering. He's already started ministering through that beautiful worship. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Awesome, awesome time in the Lord. Praise the Lord. And now I know that he's going he's gonna to lead us through the word of God. And, and I know that he has something to tell us today. Praise the living God. And then today I'm going to, to minister his word, thanking the, uh, my pastor always for entrusting this uh, sacred, um, sacred pulpit to myself. And I'm, I'm just honored and, and, and grateful. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We're going we're gonna to talk today about the God that. That's it. I couldn't find all of that. I couldn't find enough words because he could be so much. The God that loves, the God that heals, the God that um, uh, uh, protects, the God that provides, the God that hears, the God that listens, the God that's concerned, the God that understands. I could keep going all night. The God that, he's everything and anything you will need him to be today. But we're going to look, be looking at Exodus chapter 2, verses 23 through 25, and I'll read in a minute um, that scripture. Last Wednesday, Pastor, in, at, um, Pastor Enid Almansal, in her preaching and even in today's reflection, confirmed the word that God had already put in my heart. And, and I told it today and I, and I said, God just didn't confirm it. He confirmed and confirmed it. Amen. And we serve a God that hears our cry, remembers his promises, always looks at us and our situation and is concerned and is moved towards taking action on our behalf. I want us to look at a, a piece of scripture that's very interesting because, and I'll explain a little bit more why I feel it's so interesting. And um, uh, it's, like I said, found in Exodus 2, verses 23 to 25. And I'm going to read the message, the message um, translation. I have it in NIV. I have it in Amplify. I have uh, other translations, but I'm going to read it in the message. And it reads the, as follows. Many years later, the king of Egypt died. The Israelites groaned under their slavery and cried out. Their cries for relief from their, their hard labor ascended to God. God listened to the groaning, groanings. God remembered his covenant with Abraham and with Isaac and with Jacob. God saw what was going on with Israel. God understood. He's the God that he listens, he hears us. He is, he's the God that remembers. He's the God that saw us and sees us. And he's the God that understands. And he's the God that takes action. That's what I want to talk about today. You see, Exodus 1 opens with, the, with how the Israelites ended up in 
oppression and how they ended up as slaves as uh, the Egyptian people um, uh, used them to, to help them build their, their empire. And then at, at the beginning of that chapter, right, also has to do a little bit with, with Moses and, and his journey and, and the beginning of his story and how he was saved. And, but all of a sudden he grows up between chapter 1 and chapter 2. And now he's a man in chapter 2 as we continue reading. And all of a sudden he's a man. He does this. He does that. And he, he, he kills an Egyptian. He runs away. And we find him in, in Midian, and he got married, had a son. And that ends verse 22. But in verse 23, pops these few verses, 23, 24, and 25. Yet, all of a sudden, we'll see in chapter 3 that the story just continues with Moses. So all of a sudden, almost 40 years go by from um, that verse 22 to, to that, now the verse um, 23, and, and, this, and it says during that long period, and the long period was about 40 years that had gone by. And I thought about Moses. Man, Moses continued living. He, he got married. He kept working um, and had a child and... Um, but did he remember his people? I don't know. It sounds like life kept going. But God. But God. Not only did God remember, but, but look with me at the verses to see God in action. First, I want to tell you that God heard and listened to the people of Israel. The, water, the, the New Life Application Bible states, the Israelites were groaning beneath their burdens in a deep trouble because of their slavery and weeping bitterly before the Lord. And it says, he heard their cries from heaven. You see, it's one thing to hear something. Another thing is to listen to something. When you hear something, you perceive or you hear, your ear picks up a sound or some, from someone or something. But while you listen, you not only hear and perceive, but your attention is drawn to that sound or that situation. It's very different. So God not only heard the sound coming up from them, but God listened to their cry. He, he listened to their groaning. And, and, and groaning is a sound that is expressed of someone with a severe pain and, and a sentiment of anguish. And it literally moves somebody to listen and to hear that pain. It is an expression of pain and grief all tangled up together. An internal anguish um, causing even physical and mental distress. And they were mentally, physically in a distress, the people of, of God. God listened to their cry. He heard their crying out, and they're crying out. When you look into that, it's a loud noise, usually made by a group, as an insisting sound without stopping. They cried out. 
And and another another way the other some other versions express it is they it's the weeping they wept it's same thing an expression of grief and sorrow uh, uh, or an over overpowering emotion by shedding of tears and and of crying but it says not only did they weep they weeped bitterly and bitterly has a lot to do with right a bitter lemon. Mm. Right? But it has to do with anger and, and, uh, in a resentful way. They were weeping bitterly, angry. Why are we in this situation? Hallelujah. This week in a, in a webinar I had, I've been doing a lot of webinars, um, uh, the, the, the uh, mir uh, mirror neurons were mentioned, right? And these neurons are in all of us. And we know this because when someone is experiencing or expressing something, something let's say like sadness and we kind of look at them we all of a sudden don't you feel like crying too right don't you feel like oh, that, that's it's not your issue it's not your problem but you feel right when, and it's empathy and all of that but you feel like crying also or even in a horror movie let's take for instance you see this horror movie and all of a sudden you're creeping it's not your situation but there's this mirror no, uh, neurons in, in, that's in, in, in us that mirror what we're looking into. And we kind of take it on. Hallelujah. I thought that was pretty interesting. Right? So that explains why I cry with movies. Right? Hallelujah. And I'm not saying that God is human and, and, and that God mirrored them. But who knows? Right? He looked at them and he felt and heard them and listened to their cry. And not only did he hear them and, and listen, but he was moved. <laughs> that's, how come, that's how come I know that he was moved, you know, our cries unto God, right? When we cry, he's moved, he's touched. Oh, not only did he, did he hear them and listen to them, God remembered them. And God remembered the promise that he had made. And listen to this. New Life Application says, And remembered his promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to bring the descendants back into the land of Canaan. Now, he remembered his pact, his covenant, his promise with these men of God that, that were their, their ancestors, right? Their, their, their um, grandparents and great-grandparents, right? And it's pretty interesting because if you read Genesis 12, 2 to 3, that's the first time that God speaks to, at that time, Abraham and promises that he will bless him and will give him a numerous, his nation, the nation of Israel will be numerous and great and an expanded territory. Read it on your own because we're pressing with, for time. So chapter, Genesis 2, um, 12, 2, to, 2, to, 2 through 3, right? And then he comes to him again in a vision in, in Genesis 15, 5. And you could read some of that. And he once again makes his covenant with, with um, Abraham. And then in chapter um, uh, Genesis 17 and 22, he's specific. He gives specifics for his covenant. And, and now is when he changes his name from Abram to Abraham. But not only did he promise um, Abraham this great promise that his, the people will be great and a nation and they'll be bigger than the stars, a lot of stars. He told them, look at the stars. That's how big the people, the nation is going to be. 
But now he also reminds his son Isaac, the son, I'm sorry, his, his son Isaac, yes, the son of Abraham, right? Like God promised his father, he re reiterated to his son in Genesis 26, 3 two, through 5. He says, stay here for a while. I'm going to bless you. Your descendants are going to be great. I'm going to give you land. Uh, oh, your descendants are going to be numerous like the stars in the sky. The same thing. It sounds like the same promise. Oh, but it doesn't stay there. Not only did he tell Abraham, not only did he tell Isaac, the son, but now he tells the grandson, Jacob, the son of Isaac. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He told, tells him in Genesis 28, 13 through 12, he gives him a vision, a dream this time, a dream. And once again, he reiterates, I'm going to make your descendants great and I'm going to give you land and your offsprings are going to be so many and you're going to be prosperous. Hallelujah. You see, God remembered his promise not only to Abraham, but also to the next generations after Abraham. Oh, and now, although the people had grown in numbers, they were now in Egypt as slaves, being oppressed and being enslaved. And as, as you read that, you see that they would, keep, they would keep growing. They didn't know, the Egyptians didn't know what to do with the people of Israel. Oh, but God had promised that. Oh, you can be under a storm, you can be under a challenge, but the, the promises of God are still true and real and, and, and still apply to your situation. His word is real. His promises in there are ours. Not only did God um, uh, listen and heard, not only did God um, remember, God saw. He looked on the people. It says, um, verse 25, looking down upon them. God not only heard and listened, but he not only remembered, but now he saw his people. And that's an amazing thing. You see, you can look. And, 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 and when you look, it's that you, same thing as the hearing, right? You turn your, uh, your eyes to a particular thing or something. Oh, but when you're seen or when, when something, when he saw them, not only did he, did he look, but he perceived them with his eyes. He looked and, and, and was attentive to what was going on. So he saw their situation. Hallelujah. You see, he became aware. When you see something, you become aware of it. You, it, it becomes known to you. It's identified now. It's perceived. Hallelujah. Discerned, envisioned to a point of understanding. He saw their situation. He saw their difficulty. He saw their need. He saw it all. He recognized their plight. Hallelujah. So not only did he see it, but now, number four, God understood and was concerned. You see, the Amplified Bible states it like this. God saw the Israelites and, and, and took knowledge of them and, and concerned himself about them, knowing all, understanding all, remembering all. The New Life application says, he knew that the time had come for their rescue. Hallelujah. I love that. He knew, he understood their situation. He was able to hear them and listen and see them and feel and be moved. He interesting, interestingly engaged with understanding, grasping the situation the Israelites found themselves in. That's a lot of stuff. 
basically, he grasped what they were going through. He understood the situation and then he concerned himself. He was interested in what they were going through. Hallelujah. He knew it all. He understood it. So God listened. He remembered. He saw. He understood. And finally, God took action. And you're going to ask me, where do you see that? Oh, in chapter 3, we see the story now continue like if nothing ever happened. Hallelujah. We see the story of how God now begins to, to, uh, to, to not only, um, he heard them, he listened to them, he knows the situation. Now he calls into building um, uh, uh, the momentum in that he now calls the man of God that would be the vessel that he will use to liberate his people, to bring freedom to that, to that nation. And his name was Moses. So do you understand that all of a sudden I'm reading chapter one, that's cool. I'm reading chapter two, that's great. Oh, Moses, the story of Moses. I am stopped dead in my tracks in verses 23 to 25. And God does, there's some motion going on. There's some stuff going on. And all of a sudden I'm back into the story. Why would God do that? You know why? Because the people of Israel were so special to God. That he had to stop the story. Hallelujah. He had to stop the moment and insert himself in, in this story, in this, in this narrative to give them an understanding that he had not forgotten. To make them understand and know, wait, 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 wait. I, I, I got Moses. I know you're oppressed. Moses is born, he, born. He's over there. He ain't even thinking about you guys. But I have not forgotten. I remember, I have heard, I have seen, I have remembered my past. I understand and am concerned, and now I'm going to take action. Oh, he responded to their need, and although it was a process, the answer was on the way. He was going to work it all out on their behalf, and for the glory of God, and for the benefit of his people. Hallelujah. Oh, so I love it. I love it. But how does this help me? <laughs> how does this apply to my life? I don't want to take for granted the needs and the situations that we find ourselves in. I don't want to be sensitive to the hurts and the pains that we have been going through for months now. And this has been difficult. I don't care uh, if somebody tells me that this has been a, 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 a beautiful road or I've learned so much, yeah, all of that has been good and dandy, but this has been hard. This pandemic has not been easy. Oh, but I'm here to tell you that God hears and listens to your cry. He is listening to your prayers. He hears your clamor and your groaning. Hallelujah. Psalm 56, 8 says, you keep track of my misery. Oh, but put my tears in your leather container and they and they not recorded in your scroll ah god remembers the promises he has made unto you and yours god does not forget the promises he's made he has made them to you through his word through his spoken he has spoken to you some things you you do not need to forget either but stand on his promises and on his word second corinthians 120 says for all the promises of god are in him are yes and in him amen to the glory of god through 
through us. Amen. Can a woman forget her nursing children that she should have no compassion on the sons of her womb? Even these may forget, yet I will not forget you, Isaiah 49, 15. I will not forget you. Hallelujah. God is actively looking. He sees, and he's seen your need, and he's seen your situation, and he's seen your problems and your difficulties. Psalm 33, 13 says, from heaven the Lord looks down and sees mankind. I will instruct you and teach you in the ways you should go. I will um, um, counsel you with my eyes upon you. Hallelujah. His eyes are upon you. Psalm 32, 8. Oh, and although Jesus Christ, oh, he sees us through Jesus Christ. God sees us as victorious, as overcomers, as blessed, as loved, as sanctified, as justified and forgiven. And as his children, even while going through the storms. Hallelujah. Not only this, but he is concerned and understands it all, all about you, all about your problems, all about your difficulties, all about where you find yourself right now, this moment, glory to God. You are, you are the most important thing to him. Oh, the word of God says, humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time, he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him, because he cares for you, first Peter 5, 6, and 7. When the righteous cry out for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushing spirit. Psalm 34, 17 through 18. Oh, and he is ready to take action in your life. He is ready to do what he need, what you need him to do. He is ready right now to do the miraculous in your life. The what God says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in uh, uh, any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted. Second Corinthians 1, 3 and 4. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside to waters. He restores my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Psalm 23, 1 to 3. Oh, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned and the flames shall not consume you. Isaiah 43, 2. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I came here today to tell you that you, right now in your home, you have a God. You serve a mighty God. And you serve a God that hears your situation. He's listening to your cries. He's listening to your prayers. You have a God that remembers you by name. He remembers you by name. It is written in his, the palm of his hand. He knows you individually. I am here to tell you that you serve a God. Oh, that his promises are still standing towards you. He's a God that remembers his promises towards you. 
Oh, I am here to tell you, oh, that we serve the God that sees us. He sees you right now. He knows your need. He knows your hurt. He knows your situation. He knows your problem. Hallelujah. And he is concerned with you. He is concerned for you. He is the God that understands. Uh, and he is the God that is ready to take action to move on your behalf for his glory, for his glory and your benefit. You heard me? For his glory and your benefit. God bless you.